All set? I'm ready. Yay. Um, yeah, I have, I'm prepared. I have things to talk about. And I have a paranormal in news. And we're good to go. All of you files. All things creepy. Cryptic. Otherworldly. Oddity Files, the, the podcast. podcast. I'm Clayton Abbott. And I'm Kitsy Duncan. We are a creepy, spooky, paranormal, cryptidly, otherworldly podcast. And we just talk about things that we wish we knew more about and tell each other about it. Filled with snark and curse words. Yes. There's your warning. <laughs> we have UFOs. We have Big Feet. We have Sasquatch. We have Mothmen. Ghost, curses, conspiracy. Aliens, UFOs. Yeah. All the stuff and all the things. But that's who we are, people. Exactly. Deal with it. So Oddity Files, the podcast, we actually got our start as a TV show. And we have three seasons on Amazon Prime that you can check out right now. Our third season. Free to Prime members. Our third season is still pretty new, I would say. Yeah. 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 And it's my favorite. It is. I know I keep saying that, but I think it's just the locations and... As we go along, we just get more evidence. It's true. I feel like as we investigate more and more, we just learn more. We learn what yeah. works. We don't, I don't want to say waste time on yeah. some things that don't work as much, but we don't waste time with things that don't work as yeah, much. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And we're currently mulling through season four and where we want to investigate yeah. and what we want to do. And um, speaking of season four, if you want to lend us a hand or some cash, to help make our season four the best yet you can do so by visiting our patreon page Mm -hmm. which is patreon.com slash oddity files or if you're already already on oddityfiles.com just click support yeah it's a really neat thing where you get to help support us we give you guys some exclusive content absolutely i'm thinking at some point maybe we'll do like a Maybe like every quarter an exclusive Patreon podcast. I know that's putting a lot on our plate. But no, it'd be cool. Yeah. So maybe it'll just be be shorter, just stories and and fun and all that. Yeah. And if you guys listen, Oddity Files, we are completely, totally independent production. We don't have any company or production company behind us funding us. So every time that we go out on investigations, we are funding that, the travel, the investigation itself, if we have to stay the night. Um, Those places are not cheap. Right. And so that's what our Patreon is aimed at. It's not so that Kitsy and I can have a paycheck from this. It's just so that we can continue to provide you quality content um, and just travel to some really cool places. Right. Speaking of the job, we do get a paycheck from our celeb photo ops. We're headed to GalaxyCon. Yeah, we are. At the beginning of... I'm sorry, the end of February, the end of this month. We're going to do a live podcast there. It's the first one of 2020. So if you're in the area or if you want to go check out GalaxyCon's website, there may be some celebrity guests aside from us, haha, just kidding, um, that you want to meet and do photos and autographs with. But we'll be doing a panel on February 28th at 8.15 p.m. in room E23A. Our live podcasts are a blast. They're so much fun. They are so much fun. And a lot of times at live podcasts, we talk about some experiences we had in investigations. Mm-hmm. We open up the floor for personal experiences. Yes. Which it, it 
typically only takes one person. It's a little slow, but then once one person tells, then all of a sudden everyone has a story. Exactly. And it's so exactly. much fun. Yeah. yeah, it is. And afterwards, we get to kind of shake hands and meet some of the yeah. fun people that Take are actually pictures, listening to us. Everything. Yes, my favorite is selfies or what? Usually, we'll find somebody to take the pictures because yeah. I suck at selfies. And those live podcasts, they they are released with our regularly scheduled podcast as an episode. So. If you can't make it to Richmond and want to know what we talk about, just wait a couple weeks and, um, yeah, we air them. Yep, absolutely. Um, check us out on all the socials, Oddity, at Oddity Files on Twitter and Instagram. And on our Instagram page, we post photos that go along with each podcast yes. in our stories, and we also highlight them. So let's say you're, um, you started at the beginning and went to the end or vice versa. Um, you'll find all those up yeah. on our Instagram page. We're also on Facebook at Oddity Files, and we have a Facebook fan group with all the fun memes and all the fun stuff. I saw one as I was sitting here that I just loved. Oh, it was it was a meme, and it's got some lady on the bed with a pillow over her head, and it says, oh, Lord, give me a reason to go to work. <laughs> and underneath it, it's a picture of Jesus with his arms all spread out, and it says, crystals aren't cheap, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Just fun stuff like right. that, you know, for us weirdos that love that kind of fun stuff. So have you have you started Sabrina yet on I have Netflix? Not. Season three just dropped. Season three. Season three. And it's fucking magical. I love this show. I it's the cast is fucking awesome. This season it it was good. Oh, you're um, done with it. Season yes, 3. Yes. Okay. It it was good. Um actually Chris watched with me, believe okay, it or cool. not. And um a little too many sing-alongs that I really? care for. I didn't yes. know it was a musical show. Neither did I. Oh, this yeah. is new. Yeah. Um, like the kids made like a band, you know, like they're okay. in high school, so they made like their own band. It's like called Fright something. Yeah. And um, they they whipped out the My Sharona, which was great because the guy who plays Harvey, whom we've met, and I can't think of his name right now. He was in Chicago with Kira. I don't know. So the kid who plays Harvey, I guess, is a singer. So he oh. killed my Sharona. Cool. Just putting that out there. And then cheerleaders get involved, like, you know, like a dance team. Okay. But they sing instead of dance to the music from the okay. marching band. And, um, yeah. Ryan so, Murphy doesn't have anything to do with this, right? I don't think so. Because some of his shows will occasionally, like American Horror Story, will occasionally have a... Not a fan of that in TV shows. Me either. It it's, makes me uncomfortable. Well, and, like, the one in Asylum was really weird. Um, oh yeah, God! It's been a minute since I've seen but, that. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, especially yeah. when it's not that type of show, like a show like Glee. That's of literally course. what it's about. High School Musical, right? Of course. But when it's just like surprise, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wait a minute, what's going yeah. on? And um, at one point, the the dance team sings "Oh Mickey," which I can't listen okay. to anymore without seeing the video you <laughs> took of me on the cruise. But uh. and then I, "Oh Mickey" must have just gotten released. Because I saw a commercial today that played Oh Mickey. Hmm. It was a bunch of kids singing Oh Mickey. Anywho. But Sabrina was great. All hail the queen of hell. So good. Yeah. Just they touch on things that I know a little bit about because of this. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's that's fucking magical. So Pan. Remember I talked about Pan yeah, at the yeah. Louisville live thing? Pan made an appearance. Wow. It was really cool. 
So go, Sabrina. Yeah. Let the music go. Let Harvey sing. That was great. <laughs> but, you know, it's tricky to rock a rhyme to rock a rhyme. It's right on time. It's tricky. No. I did do a little bit of research on the movie Soul that we talked oh, yeah, about yeah. last week. And I brought it up on the IMDb. So the storyline behind it, it's a Pixar production, yes. I'm assuming, because John Ratzenberger's in it. Okay. I mean, he's in every Pixar movie. <laughs> Um, the synopsis is a musician who has lost his passion for music is transported out of his body and must find his way back with the help of an infant soul learning about herself. But fucking Tina Fey's in it. I'm down. So there will be music mm-hmm. if Jamie yes. Foxx is in it. And I understand that going in. And it's a musical. <laughs> it sounds like there's a theme. Exactly. And Quest Love is in it. Felicia Rashad. Oh, wow. Mrs. Huxtable. Um, who else? David Diggs and John Ratzenberger are the people that are listed right now. I guess it's in post-production. So I'm excited to see the way, you know, what, what comes of it. Yeah. I've yet to see a bad Pixar film, so. Amen to that. God, I can't get enough of it. Also, I saw on Facebook today, I don't know, by the time this goes out, I think the Super Bowl will have come and gone. Yes. Okay. I think it was a Super Bowl commercial, so hopefully everybody's seen it. The new Mountain Dew commercial. Mm-hmm. Where it's got the whole um, The Shining vibe. Oh. It's so good. It's got the guy from Breaking Bad and Malcolm in the Middle, the dad from Malcolm in the Middle. (laughs) He's breaking down the door. He's like, you must try the new Mountain Dew with no sugars. And she's like, she's cowering in the corner as he's breaking down the door. And she's like, oh, I am really thirsty. (laughs) So good on them for taking the horror route with that. I love it. At a non-conventional time of year. Exactly. Because actually today is Valentine's Day. Oh, shit. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day, Clayton. Yes, you as well. Thank you. What are your thoughts on Valentine's Day? You know, why I get most excited about Valentine's Day in this point in my life is to buy my children gifts. Yeah. Yeah. I just love an excuse to buy them shit. No, that's so fair. So. James and I always talk about, like, we agreed very early on that it, it's, in terms of, like, a couple, it's, yeah. we don't, because some people go all out for Valentine's Day. No, I with never like, have done that. And we're just not that way. Yeah. No, and, and Chris and I aren't either. Like, if I see something in January that I'm like, oh, Chris will oh, like this, I'll be like, oh, right, exactly. it'll be your Valentine's gift. Yeah. Um, but that's about it. Like, we don't do, like, the huge dinners and dressing up. No. And, yeah. No. Um, I found a pair of boots I wanted, and I said, babe, buy these for me for Valentine's Day. <laughs> that's what our Valentine's right. Day is like. So. Well, and I didn't realize, because I was destined to do a story on Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. Whether it was a Valentine's Day ghost or, you know. A massacre. Do you know that how Valentine's Day became a thing? I don't think so. So the St. Valentine from like 380 or whatever. Yeah. um, On February 14th, he was um, like brutally killed and beheaded. Oh, of course. Because he was like, he was a Christian or something about Christianity. But, and so it became St. Valentine's Day because it was the day that he was brutally murdered so and beheaded. Was, so it was to, you know, <laughs> honor him. And, and in the long run, it's turned into love and cards and flowers. Yes. Beheaded. Weird. <laughs> God, this is a weird fucking world we live right? in. Right? I was like, well, I'm not going to do a story on that because it's literally just a history lesson. <laughs> yeah. But 
Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. And then all of a sudden, Hallmark, Hallmark bought in on the whole. Yeah, I don't of course. Know. I do have uh, paranormal in the news. It has nothing to do with Valentine's okay. or murder or anything like yeah, that. That's okay. Is a haunting a good? Sure. Okay. So um, the this is from HiggyPop.com. And I actually saw something about this on Paranormal Caught on Camera, which is a really fun oh, cool. show on Travel Channel. I really enjoy it because it's a, it's like found footage all yeah, the time. Yeah. And then the people talk about what happened and this, that, and the other. So this story came up, and I was going to actually do a story on it. But the headline is, why is a door ha- at a haunted museum in Nottingham causing so much drama? It's Ooh. not even worth a story because there's drama involved for me. Save your drama for your mama. So the drama all started when the Nottingham Post reported that a mysterious metal door that had been permanently welded shut in a boarded and boarded over in the building was opened for the first time. The article states that inside they found five-pointed pentagram star made from charcoal, a grubby old teddy bear, and a collection of white candles burnt to their stubs. And on Paranormal Caught on Camera, it was all like, oh my gosh, they found this door. They're not yeah. going to open it, this, that, and the other. Well... This is, they've opened it, and this is what they found. After finding the sinister-looking occult paraphernalia in the secret room, Marie told the Nottingham Post that they were going to be putting a perspex sheet across the doorway. Okay. It's a British thing, maybe? So that visitors can see in and find out about it with disturbing, without disturbing it. This is also the place I mentioned a couple of episodes back that I want to investigate yeah, yeah. in the UK. If there's one thing in the paranormal community that uh, they're good at, it's sniffing out a mystery. And within 24 hours of the news of the find, some paranormal investigators took to social media with questions in order to try to get a better understanding of what this room was used for. And it was at this point that Paul Stevenson from Haunted Magazine addressed some of these concerns and tweeted a series of photos that conflicted with the news report. The photos appear to show the museum's own staff welding the door shut in 2018. What? They suck. Yeah. I still want to investigate. So we won't let them listen to this. (laughs) So apparently it was this big hubbub. They found this door and what they found inside it. And there's actually photo proof on Twitter of their staff sealing the door shut in 2018. Busted. Busted (laughs) big time. So it's newsworthy, I guess. I just throw in some drama out there. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully. Now, did they put the stuff in the room? I don't know. Did it just appear? Now, if it appeared after they sealed it shut, that would be fucking news. But I don't know. So that right there is your paranormal in the news, people. Um, I have talked about everything I had on my list to talk about. Have we covered all the shit we cover every fucking time? I think we did. Cool. I think we nailed everything at the beginning. We were on a roll. <laughs> when we do episodes back to back like this, that sometimes is we just get in this flow. Right. <laughs> but you are on a cruise this week. Yes, I am visiting um, DJ Jimmy. And yeah, because March is so hectic with our... Getting scared, by the way. Real job. And... um yeah, it just seems like I'm not sure the next time I'd be able to go on the cruise until because he gets off the ship May 10th. Okay. Um, 
And so then April's here, and by then it's like, well, he'll be here in three weeks. There's right. no point in spending the money. I think we should blah, investigate blah, blah, blah. in April, just putting that out there. Yeah. <laughs> getting warm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just the idea of getting warm. Like, it's the time of winter. There's no snow. No, but it's, it's cold. cold. The sun's not out. No. And it's like, this is what causes seasonal depression. Literally. Like, it's, it's, it's so just gross. Like, it just looks like yuck out, yeah. you know? Yeah. No it's green like, at anywhere. Least snow. Yeah. If, if you're going to be cold, make the ground white. Yes. Make it pretty to look at. Yeah. But I hate when it's just gray and gray. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, this will probably be the last time that I'll be on the ship until um, he's done in May. So I expect all the selfies. Yes, we will. And um, my mom, she's coming with us. Yay. And we're so excited um, to have her. And, uh, yeah, it's just going to be fun. It's, it's going to be a blast. Well, you're having a blast right now as this airs. (laughs) Guys, I'm pretty excited to tell you about this new product I'm using. Soul Drops are sacred plant supplements that boost overall wellness by enhancing your mind, body, and spirit. See what I did there? Made with traditional healing plants, this special microdosing option empowers self-healing and performance optimization. Soul Drops allow you to power up physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Again, see what I did there? With only a few drops per day, Soul Drops can empower your self-healing and optimization. Now, I'm not kidding. I found Soul Drops on a social media ad, and guys, I'm shocked at the results. I'm not even kidding. I'm not making this up. I am shocked at the results. My moods have leveled out, and I'm sleeping better. So Soul Drops is brought to you by renowned shamanic healer and herbalist Vlada Talan. She uses an ancient process to offer all natural, legal, and safe microdosing. Her master plant formulas have transformed the lives of thousands of people, including me. So I figured out a way to get you guys Soul Drops at a 10% discount. Are you ready? Head on over to souldrops.net and type in oddity files one word in the discount code box. I got the Master Trinity set, and I tell you what, this stuff works. So head on over to souldrops.net and remember to type oddity files, again, one word, into the coupon code to get your 10% off. And you know what? You can just thank me later. I've got stories. Yeah, I have a cool story. Is it my turn to go first? It is. Okay, so... Speaking of Sabrina, okay. they cover, they talk a lot about Aleister Crowley. And I've heard of Aleister Crowley. Yeah, why does that sound familiar? So Ghost Adventures has talked about him in the past. Apparently, he is the wickedest man in the world. But I, everything I thought I knew about him was that he was this devil worshiper. Yeah. And this, that, and the other. And and that's what I got from Ghost Adventures, sure. as Ghost Adventures does. I'm not judging. Maybe that's all they know about him. Yeah. But I was interested to find out the the witchy side of him through Sabrina and things okay. like that. He he lived on Loch Ness at one point. Oh. So, and I started thinking about, oh, maybe that had something to do with it. But I digress. I'll, I'll tell you the the skinny on Aleister Crowley. I've seen the Facebook stories claiming his ridiculously haunted house was recently for sale on Loch Ness. Yes. But let's find out the real story. And that story goes a little something like this. Edward Alexander Crowley was born in Leamington, Spain 
1875. The son to the heir of a brewing fortune, Crowley was well-educated as a young man, but quickly rebelled against his father's strict Christian outlook. His father was also a preacher, and at first, Crowley found himself entirely devoted to the religion out of respect to his father. However, upon his father's death, when Crowley was just 11 years old, he began firmly abandoning all sense of Christianity. Um, He would point out inconsistencies in the teaching of the Bible during study groups in school and would outright defy all Christian morals by smoking, masturbating, and having sex with prostitutes. Wow. I hope that all didn't happen at 11. Right. (laughs) For his behavior, his mother referred to him as the beast, a title which in he reveled. At Cambridge University, he became, among his many obsessions, a nearly extraordinary chess player, a published poet, and a skilled mountain climber. He's all over the board. All over the place. (laughs) He also traveled extensively. He became... Oh, this is a real word. He became voraciously sexually active. He may have... Some say been recruited into being a spy for the British government. Oh. The most interesting man yeah. in the world. And this, the big one, Crowley dove deeply into the occult. Of course he did. Of course. Daddy issues. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going with. I mean, aside from the spy and chess shit, pretty much your average college student life. Yeah. Um, for the most of it. I'm assuming I didn't go to college. Uh, <laughs> Crowley adopted the name Alistair. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. A-L-E-I-S-T-E-R. Sure, yeah. Alistair, Alistair. In 1895, when he was 20 years old, his reasons for discarding his old name outlined in his autobiography. And that goes like this. For many years, I had loathed being called Alec, partly because of the unpleasant sound and sight of the word, partly because it was the name in which my mother called me. Mommy issues too. Yeah. Edward did not seem to suit me, and the diminutives Ted or Ned were even less appropriate. Alexander was too long, and Sandy suggested toe hair and freckles. He was the original fucking hipster. Yeah. (laughs) I had read in some book or other that the most favorable name for becoming famous, there's your red flag, was one consisting of dactyl followed by spondy. As at the end of a hexameter, like Jeremy Taylor or Aleister Crowley. Yeah. Fulfilled these conditions, and Aleister is the Gaelic form of the name Alexander, which I guess was his middle name or his first, I don't know. To adapt, it would satisfy my romantic ideas of becoming famous. So by the time he was 25, Crowley met a chemist named Julian L. Baker, a member of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, which he subsequently joined, which I've never heard of. Yeah, me either. The order was devoted to studying paranormal activity. Okay. I need to do a story on them now or join. And all <laughs> matters of the occult. And eventually Crowley hired a, hired a senior member of the group to be his live-in personal tutor on the subject. Together, Crowley and his tutor experimented with ceremonial magic 
and ritualistic use of drugs. Okay. It's a party up in there. Soon after the Golden Dawn declines Alistair advancement due to his so-called sexual perversion, he was openly bisexual and had an affair with this man, Mm -hmm. which was completely unheard of at the time. He traveled the world. He joined the Freemasons. Apparently, they're open to all sexualities. Learning the proactive of Raja Yoga, which is a Hindu meditation tradition. And in 1902, he finds his way back to Europe and settles in Paris for a bit. Okay. This is where he fell in love. Oh. He meets and marries his friend, Gerald Kelly's sister, Rose. At first, the marriage was one of convenience. Rose had been set to enter an arranged marriage. I didn't know they did that in Paris. Um, However, before long, the two actually fell in love, and Crowley even set aside his profane dark writings, which he was so widely known for at the time, and penned his wife several love poems. Oh. I shall sacrifice thy heart. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Despite their initial arrangement, Rose and Alistair Crowley could not be a more perfect pair. Rose accompanied Crowley on his journeys and went along with his shenanigans. And it was through her that Crowley found the inspiration to start his own religion. Whoa. While Rose was apparently meditating, she informed him in a state of deliriousness that the god Horus, an Egyptian god in ancient Egypt religion, a god in the form of a falcon whose right eye was the sun or morning star, Representing power and quintessence? I don't know. That's what it says. And whose left eye was the moon or evening star representing healing. But she she let him know that this god was waiting for him. Mm -hmm. Later through his own meditation, he heard the voice of, I don't know why I didn't look up the pronunciation of this, A-I-W-A-S-S, Awis, Horace's personal messenger, Using the words of the messenger and Horace himself, Crowley transcribed the Book of the Law, the book that would become the basis of his new religion, Thelema. Thelema. Never even heard Me of it. Neither. So Sounds the, like a medication. It does. <laughs> like that you would see a commercial for. You might have bouts of incontinency and <laughs> right. anal leakage. Thoughts of suicide. <laughs> yeah. Don't take Thelema. Those are t- those Awful. commercials. I know. Oh. Side effects may include... For the next 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's always thoughts of suicide. Right. But it shows some people like having a lovely day. Oh, yeah. It's like walking down a sidewalk. Dancing at a wedding reception. Right. Yeah. Damn you, Thelema. <laughs> so the main teaching of Thelema was a similar principle to the one that Crowley had lived his whole life. Do what thou will. Or, you know, YOLO through the teachings of magic. The teachings were intended to act as a successor to the Hermetic order, order of the Golden Dawn and were seen to be extremely similar to theirs. In 1907, Crowley founded the Occult Order, naming it the A, and this is, it's so it's A, three dots in the shape of an upside down triangle. No, a triangle. Okay. Which I looked at my keyboard and I don't even know how to do that. Either. I had to copy and paste it. And then an A and then another Period, upper period, lower period. Oh, whoa. So weird. But that's that's the name of the order. And the AA applies what it describes as mystical and magical methods of spiritual attainment and aims to research, practice, 
and teach scientific illuminism. Wow. That's a fucking mouthful. So while Crowley was consumed by the words of Horace and his desire to feed the masses occult information, his wife was descending into her own darkness. Okay. So you got this narcissist Mm -hmm. and this poor lovely woman who fell head over heels, didn't want to. Just saying. She's probably an empath because that shit happens all the time. Um, What had started as the penchant for a libation every now and then had turned into a full-blown alcoholism. Alcoholism. God damn it. I can't speak. Words are fucking hard. Though typhoid was deemed the culprit, Crowley blamed the death of their first daughter, Lilith, on Rose's inability to keep a grip on the world around her. Okay. This fucking guy. Yeah. Um, despite her apparent failure to remain sober, Alistair and Rose had another daughter, Lola, who was entrusted slow, solely to Rose's care upon the two's divorce. So they ended up getting divorced. And eventually Rose was institutionalized by 1911. Wow. I feel like it's all his fault. I agree. Okay, good. We're on the same page. So here's what I'm seeing. We have a narcissist with daddy issues, with hipster-like tendencies. Mm -hmm. But what about the magic? I want to know more about the magic without having to read through all his fucking books. Because he wrote a bazillion fucking books. I'm only sure. (laughs) Crowley believed that the objective existence of magic, which he chose to spell magic with a K. So he was such a narcissist, he couldn't even spell magic normal. He had to add a K. Change it up. Yeah. An older, archaic spelling of the word. He provided various different definitions of this term over his career. In his book, Magic, with a K, the theory and practice, Crowley defined magic as the science and art of causing change to occur in conformity with will. So it's okay. it's almost of the thinking that you make your own future is kind of yeah. the way, which I believe that as well. Sure. It's, it's all how you see your life. Um, he also stated that magic with a K is getting into communication with individuals who exist on a higher plane than ours. Mysticism is the raising of oneself to their level. It's kind of what we do. Yeah. Oh. Um, he believed that magic had to be adapted to suit the new age of science. So that I agree with. I'm excited about. I want to know more about. Now, sexuality played an important role in Crowley's ideas about magic with a K and his practice of it. Sex is described as being this is central to Thelema as well. He argued that sexual acts could be used to focus the magician's will onto a specific goal, such as financial gain and personal creative successes. Okay. I need to know more about that <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Okay, note to self, I've been doing sex wrong the whole time. (laughs) Okay, for Crowley, sex was treated as sacrament with the consumption of sexual fluids. This was often manifested as the cakes of light, is what he called it. Okay. You ready? A biscuit containing either... Stop. Okay, warning, warning. You might vomit. A biscuit containing either menstrual blood... Or a mixture of semen and vaginal fluids. The Gnostic Mass is the central religious ceremony within the Lima. Oh my. No. <laughs> so I pretty much just described a sex cake, I guess yep. is what you'd call it. 
Um, while it sounds as deli- it delicious as a birthday cake, I think I just threw up in my mouth yes, a little bit. a little bit. <laughs> Sex cakes are not nearly as delicious as I'd hoped. Damn it. Not much else without reading his book, Magic in Theory and Practice, which, okay, I clicked on the purchase link on Amazon. No, I didn't buy it, but let me just read you a few of the reviews oh, can't wait. of said book. Okay, so Ben. Sure. Ben who? I don't know. Rated it three stars. Okay. Um, I read this book in high school, and I swear a fog hung in my brain that and didn't left for months. That's a copy and paste. Yes. So he's bright. Um, beware reading this book. It does something to one's mind that I cannot oh explain. Oh, my gosh. So he uses this book to get sex. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Gwendolyn rated it four stars and said, okay, this is an amazing book, but requires a caveat. As does everything when Crowley is involved. Be aware that he has laid karmic traps throughout for those who do not have sufficient ethics and discipline over the lower natures. Personally, I find the trap laying ethically problematic. Wow. Let's go with her name's Karen. Um, <laughs> she needs to speak to a manager. Um, but Crowley was an accomplished occultist, and it's a nice read. Someone who really understands the theory behind it, what's going on. Okay, so you've been warned. Yeah. Don't buy the book unless you can deal with yes. fog and karmic traps. Yes. Um, so before my research, I knew self-proclaimed wizard, check. Dark artsy, check. But what about the satanic stuff? This is pretty interesting. So both during his life and after it, Crowley has been widely described as a Satanist, usually by his critics. Crowley stated he did not consider himself a Satanist, nor did he worship Satan, as he did not accept the Christian worldview in which Satan was believed to exist. So maybe there's other stuff and things. He did, however, use Satanic imagery, for instance, by describing himself as the Beast 666. There's that fucking narcissism again. And referring to the Whore of Babylon in his work, while in later life he sent anti-Christmas cards to his Anti- friends. <laughs> I want to see these cards. Me too. Crowley always expressed anti-Christian sentiment, stating that he hated Christianity as socialists hate soap. Oh. I don't know what that means. Um, he was also accused of advocating human sacrifice, largely largely because of a passage in Book four, which apparently he ran out of ideas and just named one book four, in which he stated that a male child of perfect innocence in high intelligence is the most satisfactory victim and added that he had sacrificed about 150 every year. So that's where all the Satanism comes in. I mean, it makes sense. But this was actually a tongue in cheek reference to ejaculation. Always back to the sex. Something not realized by his critics, thus reflecting their own ignorance and prejudice towards Crowley. So there you have it, kids. Am I pro-Crowley? I mean, I do love a sarcastic asshole Mm -hmm. as much as anyone else. But what I get is this man sook out the limelight and was willing to do whatever it took to get it. Yes. Plus, he really, really liked sex. And I mean, can you blame the guy? So is there any proof the man was magic? Not at all. Right. 
His home in Loch Ness, which was built specifically for his practices and rituals, including a six-month-long experiment to raise his guardian angel. So that's the only thing I found about his online without reading all the sure, yeah, book yeah. 78. Um, was this this magic ritual was something he tried for six months. But this house was just up for sale last year. Um, he purchased Blokeshire for the purpose of conducting a ritual that required very specific architecture. 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 <laughs> Fuck me. Okay. You guys know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> the first essential in a house is more or less secluded situation. I've got that. And then... There should be a door opening to the north from the room, which you make your oratory. Oh. Magic? I don't know. Outside this door, you construct a terrace covered with fine river sand. This ends in a lodge where the spirits may congregate. So some believe the spirits still linger at Blokeshire. Crowley was said to have summoned 150 spirits there. Okay. Yeah. Including Lucifer himself. But he didn't believe in Christianity, so it makes no fucking sense. The BBC wrote an article about a film crew who experienced unexplained phenomena there while filming a documentary about Crowley. The occultist also embarked in a complicated six-month power-giving black magic ceremony called Abramelin, but he was interrupted in the middle of the ritual by his grandmaster, the head of the Golden Dawn, who called him back to Paris. It is claimed Crowley didn't have time to banish the spirits that he brought. He, he just had to go to Paris, yeah. as one does. <laughs> this fucking guy. So super quickly, because I know I'm running way long on this, here's a brief history on the house after Crowley. In 1960, the owner, Major Edward Grant, killed himself with a shotgun in Crowley's former bedroom. Creepy. The housekeeper, 78-year-old Anna McLaren, had a premonition of the suicide before it happened. She had been alone picking vegetables in the garden when she heard a gunshot from the house. She went into the house, but there was no one there. Seven days later, though, at about the same time of day, she found her boss dead. She said, I went in and found him with most of his head blown off, she recalled. The family dog was playing with a bone. Oh, no. Always with the puppies. Police told me later the bone was part of the major's skull. So a young couple later moved in. The wife was blind, and within a few months, her husband abandoned her there because of ghosts and stuff. Filmmaker Kenneth Anger spent the summer of 1969 in the house. During that time, he witnessed a heavy painting float off a wall and come to rust on the floor. Jimmy Page bought the house after that, which is fucking cool. I yes, that's that. awesome. Page was fascinated by Crowley, but he was interested in the house for the rest of its history as well. Strange things have happened in that house that had nothing to do with Crowley. I love it because it's just like, I must yeah. know more. <laughs> um, Page responded in the interview, the bad vibes were already there. Whoa. Interesting. That's really cool. So in 2002, a Dutch family purchased the home slash portal at this yeah. point. And used it as a vacation home. They were not there on December 23rd, 2015, when a fire scorched bloke. What did I call it earlier? Because that's not what it says now. Blokeshire. Um, leaving nothing but the external walls by the time the firefighters arrived. Wow. They determined the fire began in the kitchen, but the cause was never identified. Which is crazy because all these Alistair Crowley house for sale. Yeah. It looks like a house. Right. It doesn't look like just the wall standing. But when I looked, 
that's what it is now. Apparently, it's caught on fire two more times in the past four Whoa. months. Yeah. The property had recently been bought by the Bloke Shine House Foundation with plans in motion to turn it into a wellness retreat. That sounds okay. like a movie. Um, for locals and followers of occultist Alistair Crowley, the foundation strives to raise money to restore the fire-stricken building. Bags of fire-damaged remains of the house, which Crowley followers consider to be a holy place, are being sold online on the auction site eBay. I bet. Yeah. For $20, a bag of up to 100 grams of charred remains can be purchased for 35 pounds. A piece of stone from the building is available with both items sold together for 49 pounds. Uh-huh. So deal. they're going to tear it down just to rebuild it. I, I don't, don't know. know. All purchases come with a certificate of authenticity. It's estimated that it will now cost at least 700,000 pounds to fully restore the building. Whoa. Yeah. And there you have it, kids. The Cliff Notes version of Aleister Crowley. Wingmen for this story were Google, Wikipedia, Scottman.com, CultOfWeird.com, AllThatIsInteresting.com, and nationaltrust.org.uk. Wow. So there you have it. Now yeah. go watch Sabrina. <laughs> um, okay, so staying over in the UK, this is oh. just a very UK-based episode. Um, hidden away on a bleak edge of the southwest part of Staffordshire Peak District is Blake Mere, or Blake Mere Pool, sometimes known as Blake Mere Pond, which, according to local legend, has its very own mermaid. What? It's believed to be a bottomless pool, though in more modern times that's been proved otherwise. According to local legend, Blake Mirror is reported to be linked to nearby Doxy Pool by a U-shaped tunnel. So these two like ponds are more or less connected. Okay. <clears throat> underground? Like they're above ground, but they're connected oh, okay. underground, yeah, by like gotcha. a cave or something. Both are similar height above sea level and maintain similar water levels. But one has shown to be higher than the other, and the local geology is not thought to uphold this notion of this tunnel. Okay. What's odd is that Blakemere Pool is completely landlocked. So okay. what is a, a mermaid doing in Staffordshire in a landlocked county in England with Blakemere Pool being miles from the nearest sea? Of course. There are legends of other pools with mermaids inhabiting them in the Peak District and other parts of England, also miles away from the sea. Maybe fancy rich mermaids move off to ponds. They get their own body of water. Yes. Some are said to be linked to the sea by a tunnel, which the the mermaid traverses at certain times of year, such as Easter, which I found very interesting. Yes. Blakemere Pool has two very different explanations concerning the origin of this mermaid. Okay. One account tells of a sailor from Thorncliff, a nearby town, fell in love with a mermaid that he met on one of his voyages and brought her to the pool so that they could live closer together. Now that makes sense. However, he was mortal and she was immortal. So the sailor eventually died, leaving her alone in the pool. Oh, does she sing Little Mermaid She songs? is said to have wept bitterly at his death and pined and pined over many long years for her love because And she became bitter in Ursula. <laughs> there we go. She longed to leave the small landlocked lake, which now seemed like a prison to her, and yearned to return to the freedom of the open sea, but cannot do so because it is so far away. Yeah. Eventually, she grew bitter and angry towards humans and haunted the lake, luring people to their death. Yes! (laughs) The other account is a little more violent and brutal and tells how a beautiful local girl refused the affections of a local man. 
the man furious at being spurned yeah. falsely accused the girl of witchcraft. As they always fucking men. She <laughs> was tried and sentenced to death by drowning in Blakemere Pool. Oh, honey. As she drowned with her dying breath, she said that she is cursing the man. Yes. His body was found three days later at the side of the pool with his face bloodied and just covered with claw marks. So fucking magical. Local legend says that animals will not drink from the pool. Birds will not fly over it or like land or settle in it. Because the girl's spirit turned into a mermaid and now haunts the pool. I like that yeah. story. Yes, it's brutal. Maybe that's why I like it. <laughs> Many people have claimed to have seen the mermaid. In the 19th century, local people tried to drain the pool to see if it was indeed bottomless. Apparently, that's a thing. Yeah. Like your Indiana turtle right. guy. <laughs> they tried digging a ditch from the southern banks of the lake. And you can actually still see like, like they dug. As they were digging, the mermaid is said to have rose menacingly from the lake and frightened them into stopping their work. She warned them that she would drown the local town folks unless they ceased immediately. I wish they wouldn't have stopped. I'd have liked to have seen that. Terrified, they obeyed and returned home. Pussies. In the second explanation, it may be a spirit is a, quote, mermaid rather than a mermaid. Ooh, what's the difference? It may refer to a girl who was accused of witchcraft and sentenced to death by drowning. So whatever the original explanation, it does seem odd that mermaids are reportedly inhabiting such pools so far from the sea. Right. There are two other pools in Peak District supposedly having mermaids. The Mermaid's Pool and Kinder Scout. Um, also Doxy Pool, the one we said earlier. Okay. Like Blakemere Pool, they are also said to be connected to the Atlantic Ocean. And there are two common traits that are held by the other pools in Britain that are supposedly home to mermaids. And I thought this was cool. Nearby the pool is the 17th century Mermaid Inn. Aww. Yeah. That is now, it just has marvelous views of the sea. And it's about 500 meters or a 10-minute walk to the Blakemere Pool. Oh, I wonder if it's haunted. I don't know. But if you can see ghosts and a mermaid at the same time. I know. Might as well. But yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Something that we've never really touched on being mermaids. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, once we get our, our Patreon uh, subscription members, yes. we're going to go to the UK. We're going to go check out the Mermaid Pond. Yes. Um, Loch Ness. Yeah. I don't know how close I want to get to <laughs> Alistair's house, but I still want to go there. Yeah. I Stonehenge. I just want to feel the energy at Stonehenge. Sure. Have yeah. you been? No. Oh. God, I want to go so bad. And so many other places. Our- did, I, did I mention our Patreon, you guys? <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got this Patreon. Thank you, Marjorie, for setting it up. Yes. You can get there by going to patreon.com slash oddityfiles or going to oddityfiles.com and clicking on support. Um, it's just a way for you guys to to help us out. Yeah. Um, I I don't even know. What it is, it's just a really neat thing. Yeah, it really We're going to start adding some uh, specifically Patreon. Exclusive uh, material, yeah. Yes, thank you, because words are really fucking hard for <laughs> me right now. Um, but yeah, guys, we appreciate you. Even if you, you don't give us any money, we still love right. you and of course. adore you. I mean, just you, how much you guys share on, on social media, that, that goes a really long way. So yeah. Thank you. And this was officially our, our UK episode. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, guess so. From paranormal in the news Everything. to my story to your story. Yeah. That's insane. But, guys, that's our episode. Oh, no. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
Apparently, I spoke too long. <laughs> I did have a story sitting right here, but we'll move that we'll on to the it. next one. We need one. more stories. Yeah. If you guys have a story, you can always send it to oddityfilescrew at Gmail. Please do. We're running low. Thank God this one ran over. <laughs> but this is Oddity Files, the podcast. Good podcast. <laughs> and where does the new cool? Goodbye. Ghost on. Oddity Files is an independent production. Intro music created by DJ Jimmy. Wah, wah. 2020 artwork created by me, Kitsy Duncan. The opinions expressed in this podcast are ours and ours alone. Well, maybe yours too. If you like the show and would like to support us, visit oddityfiles.com and click on support or go to patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Every little bit helps with both the podcast and the TV show. You can also support us by watching Oddity Files on Amazon Prime. It's free to Prime members and dirt cheap to those who aren't. You can find us on all the social media sites at Oddity Files. Keep spreading the word by sharing, retweeting, and reposting. Join our Oddity Files Facebook group by searching Oddity Files Fan Group and click Join. We'll approve you as soon as we can. All weirdos are welcome. Not into that social media stuff? Tell your coworkers, family, even the weird guy who just won't stop talking to you in line for coffee. Oh, and grandma. Your grandma will love us. We appreciate each and every one of you. And if it weren't for you, we have no idea what we would do with our lives. If you have a story you'd like to submit, Send it on in at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Also, send in story ideas, silly, weird memes, or just positive vibes to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. You can also call in and leave that in a voicemail. Call us at 317-300-6699. To contact us about an appearance, reach out at kitsy at oddityfiles.com. When you have a sec, rate, review, and subscribe. We know it doesn't sound like much, but it really helps us get up there on the podcasting charts. And remember, kids, weird is the new cool. Ghost on. Um, why are you still here? Go on. Get out of here. Turn it off. It's done. Really? I swear, go. Get. Serious, I'm out of here.